Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to The Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins and Justin Alexio is actually not with me today. I'm doing one of the rare episodes where it's just me, just going to be talking, venting it out, let you guys know what's up. So I'll be doing this one alone. Justin uh, and I have been uh, having a little bit of difficulty actually lining up our schedules lately, which uh, it's good that we've both been busy, but we should be able to get back on course soon. We both uh, have been in and out of town a lot lately uh, with stuff. But busy's good, right? I kind of just want to talk about just my last week. I think that's what I'm going to do for today on this podcast because a lot has happened uh, in the last week. Just uh, an eventful, just an eventful week. A lot of stuff happened uh, my time on the East Coast. So I think uh, I'm going to share... You guys, that I think I'm just going to share with you uh, what's going on with that, guys. If you don't know who uh, my co-host is, Justin Alexio, follow him on Twitter or friend him on Facebook. Uh, he's at Justin Alexio, super funny dude. If you don't know him, you should get to know him. Great guy, love the guy. Always do this podcast with him, and uh, we should be getting some new guests in the new year. Uh, we're both again in and out of town the rest of the year, so it'll probably be a little bit difficult for us to get guests. But we will uh, we'll start back up with guests for sure in the new year. Other than that, let's uh, let's get into this uh, this New York slash East Coast tour that I was just on this last week. I was just out of town uh, last Tuesday. I went. Uh, let's see here. Tuesday, November tenth. Uh, my buddy Brian Woods and I. Brian Woods, he uh, has been helping me produce my show, Stand Up on the Spot, for the last few years. Has helped me uh, tremendously over the years with uh, coordinating that, uh, promoting it, and getting those butts and seats and just making it a better show. He and I uh, went out. We took a red eye on Monday night to New York, to JFK, to, uh, to do our show, Stand Up on the Spot, as part of New York, New York's... Uh, New York Comedy Festival, Comedy Central's uh, New York Comedy Festival. That was pretty cool. Uh, we did it last year, and it was uh, we were really happy that we got brought back. Every month, basically, Amy Hawthorne, Casey Balsham, and Robbie Slowick, they help run it for us out there. So they do it once a month out there at The Stand in New York, and we do it once a month here in Los Angeles in the belly room at the Comedy Store. So it was kind of cool for us to make uh, another voyage out to New York and we had an awesome lineup. Uh, but before I get into that, we flew in to uh, to JFK, and we were pretty tired right away. It was it was raining a lot whenever we got into New York, so that was that was interesting. I wasn't really expecting it it to be to be rainy. My uh, my buddy, uh, old friend from Second City, Ed Zara, he uh, was nice enough to to pick us up from JFK. And we went and got some uh, got some breakfast and caught up at a diner. Me, Brian, and, and Ed. We caught up. Uh, it was really good to catch up with with Ed and hear about everything he's working on. What's what's going on with him? And he uh, 
he lives near the uh, the Queens area. So Brian and I took subways in separate directions, and uh, and and went to our prospective uh, places that we we're going to be staying at. Amy Hawthorne's friend uh, hooked uh, me up with. Her room, uh, she had a side room in her apartment in New York, and I literally crashed there for three or four hours. I just fell asleep immediately. And then I was out. I was out. Uh, I met up with uh, with uh, Ed Larson, Jeff Ross's cousin, and we uh, we got some some props and some 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 stuff for uh, we did. Uh, their version of roast battle out there is called Roast Masters at the stand. We we're gonna do right after stand up on the spot. The one of the managers at the stand, Patrick, reached out and he's like, "Hey, you're gonna be here for stand up on the spot. Why don't you uh, do the wave for Roast Masters?" And I was like, "Absolutely, let's do it." So Ed and I went around, and got stupid stuff at like dollar stores, like like we usually do. Uh, Ed and I did uh, the wave with Jesus Trejo in Montreal, so it was cool to hang out with him again, spend time with him, and. Uh, just like goof around and be a kid and buy stupid stuff that we're gonna use for for uh for the show. Basically what we do, if you don't know at this point, what we do for the wave for roast battle is uh comedians are insulting each other head to head, competition style, roasting each other, and whenever a joke hits hard with the audience and it gets like a big pop, big big response, we go up there and we heighten it. So we do act outs, we do bits, uh we do ridiculous stuff. Uh, it's just pure physical comedy to uh, to get the room going even louder and, uh, and and more of a frenzy than it already is after a great joke. So it's 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 a fun show to do. But he uh, he took me to Joe's Pizza. Woo! They got some freaking good pizza at Joe's. Nothing against the Joe's in Los Angeles, but man, the Joe's in New York is just next level it was it was the best pizza that i had while i was out there not saying it's the best in new york don't don't get uh, all upset with me like oh there's better pizza places blah 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 that was just the best pizza that i had while while i was out there i usually i usually get like those dollar slices though so anything is better than that even though i'm pretty surprised how how decent a dollar slice of pizza is at some of those stands out in new york but anyway Went later, uh, we got those props, I had enough time to, to basically shower, and then go to the stand for stand-up on the spot, and uh, it was cool, I uh, had a friend come out from high school that I hadn't seen, shout out to Paige, uh, Blue Valley High School, all the way, she uh, she lives in New York now, she came and saw the show, uh, it was one of those shows that I hosted for Stand Up on the Spot. I never know how my set's going to be. I'm the first one going up. I'm explaining that comedians are going up with no prepared material, asking the audience for suggestions, and having to create Stand Up on the Spot. I never know how my set's going to go, you know? Because I'm setting up, I'm having to like sell them on a concept, not only on my jokes and me being funny as the host, but also I'm trying to sell them on the concept of the show. Because a lot of times they just expect a normal stand up show. They just think that the name is just another name for a stand-up show. So I'm trying to sell them on that and build it up and get them ready for the rest of the show. So sometimes I eat it freaking hard. Way harder than anybody else. I've probably eaten it more on the show than anybody in history because I've done the show the most. It's my show. And sometimes I I I open poorly. But 
over the years, I've learned how to bomb gracefully. That's what I call it. I know I know when I'm bombing now, <laughs> and I, I know how to kind of talk about it, address it, and keep the show going. I had a, a little bit of a rough set for for to to get it going, but had funny enough moments where it got off on a good foot. And uh, Janine Garofalo was on the show. That was really cool to bring her up. Ari Shafir, Big J Okerson, Aaron Berg, Casey Balsham, Robbie Slowick. Oh, am I missing anybody? I feel bad if I'm, if I'm missing like uh, one person or something. But uh, that was a super fun show. Uh, it was kind of like uh, kind of like the all star cast of uh, of stand up on the spot in New York. Love all all those people. I love seeing Ari. Ari Shafir has been a, a such an early supporter of the show that it's always uh, it's always such a pleasure to bring him up. And I love the way that he attacks the show every single time. He's just a good comic, and I've I've, I've been watching him for for ever since I started stand up comedy. So uh, he's one of those dudes that I always love having on the show just uh just to be around and uh it was cool to catch up with him and 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 see him and it was cool uh, the show went really well i was happy with how the show went and then it was on to uh the roast battle show and we convinced uh jeff ross to come by ed and i uh had jeff ross come by as a as a guest judge for uh for uh, roast masters and it was uh it was just great it was it was like a good time. It it, it felt good, and then uh, I went to the cellar with Jeff right after, and talk about a cool late night experience for a comedy club like the cellar. Oh, Jessica Kirsten was also Jessica Kirsten and Annie Letterman. I left out a couple comics uh, were also on stand up on the spot, and uh, anyway, so I was at the cellar, and. I love late night at the comedy store. It's it's so like gritty and raw and, and cool. This was similar, but it was it was different. It had a very different energy. And what was awesome about it was Jeff Ross and David Tell went on at the same time. Like they like they went on and they roasted people together in the audience, and it was so freaking funny. Like, like sometimes as a comedian, like you, 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 you almost get upset <laughs> because you see something that's so good that you're just like, how are they even? How are they even this good? This is just ridiculous. How funny a couple people can be, and it was awesome just to see because they've known each other for years. They have great chemistry on stage, and they're both so funny independently. But working together, man, I'd love to see them do a special or something together where they just roast people and do jokes like pinging their jokes back and forth between each other because they're so good at setting each other up. And it, I was, I was dying. I was, I was laughing so hard. I was almost crying. And, and, and I haven't, I rarely get to sit in a comedy club as just a patron. And uh, I just sat down cause I was a guest of Jeff. I just sat down in the back and just watched them just killing. And that was, that, that was so cool just to, to do that. Uh, cause rarely I, I get to sit down anymore at the clubs. And if I do, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like in the back of the comedy store. It's, it's always fun, but it, it's different. I kind of got to i I was able to let loose a little bit more because I nobody really knows me at the cellar, so I could just enjoy being an audience member. That, that was kind of a 
that's just nice. It was just refreshing just to sit down and watch as a patron, as an audience member, and not be analyzing it or studying. It was just, I was just purely appreciating it. And it was cool. Uh, and then Jeff uh, was super nice, and he uh, he let me stay at his place in New York, which uh, I was super appreciative of. And I got a good night of sleep, and his his uh, he has a, a guest bedroom, and it's really cool. His uh, his guest bedroom, everybody that stays there, he has sign the wall around the bed. So it's all these these comics who've stayed with him over the years that he's let crash at his place. It's a pretty awesome wide range of comedians who he's let crash in that bedroom, which that was just kind of cool to see in itself. But the next day, what uh, what we basically had to do was after I slept, I showered, I uh, I met up with um, another comic who is on the sh- going to be on the show in Philly. But before that, Ed Ed Larson, Jeff Ross, and I uh, we ate at uh, this place called Ava's. <laughs> so interesting uh the guy who owned the restaurant jeff went in there i guess he goes in there a lot he was gonna name a meal after jeff after he ate there which that was a that was the first time i've experienced having a friend who uh you know is getting a meal named after them at a restaurant that's that's kind of interesting and he asked jeff what he wanted it to be called and Jeff is like how about the mighty Jeff Ross <laughs> and the guy's like oh yes perfect perfect <laughs> I was like that's hilarious that that's going to be printed on a menu the mighty Jeff Ross it was like a this hearty like protein bowl so it makes sense but I just thought it was funny that Jeff picked that I thought that was great and uh, meals on the house uh, <laughs> was on the house which is cool uh, Jeff just like tipped the the cooking staff he's super generous always super nice uh and uh, i met with uh this uh this comic nori nori davis uh and uh i met him like in uptown bronx like near the uptown bronx i think is where it was and it took me an hour on on the on the subway to uh to get there like it was like a it was like a full it like really took some time to to get there, but it was uh I was super grateful for the ride. Nori drove us to Philly for the goddamn comedy jam. And what was awesome about that show in uh Philly was they only had three comedians books. So Josh was like uh, I usually do this character, this roadie character called Mosh Pit. Mosh Pit, what's up, man? How you doing? How you guys doing? Usually do that for the show. Make sure the audience is hyped up, ready to go. You know how it is. I usually do that. Make sure the audience is just having having a good time. I'll play sax with the band whenever it calls for it. But there was only three comedians booked, and Josh was like, Jeremiah, do you just want to do, do you want to do Mosh Pit? And then at the end of the show, you just close out the show as yourself with a stand-up set and sing your song? I was like, Absolutely. I was planning on doing it in D.C., but uh, not in Philly. So I was able to do do it in D.C., and I did uh, I did my set, and I did Justin Timberlake's Cry Me a River. Went over really well. I was happy with it. Had a freaking blast, man. It, it's always fun to do the show as a character, but it was, it was really nice to do the other side of it, too, just to play that other role and just be myself 
uh, towards the end of the show. It was just such a freaking blast. And Josh Adam Myers uh, was there. Nick Libertor, Jay Golden, Joel Rakowski. Uh, they're all members of the goddamn band. They're such good dudes. Uh, it was so fun to hang out with them during the week. And we had, we just had a great time in Philly. And Josh went back to New York with Nori and Christina Hutchinson, who was also on the show. And she had a great set. And she actually had a, a bunch of people from her uh, her podcast that came out to to see her. That was, that was really cool to see. And And then basically we stayed at this Airbnb in Philly. And it was a surprising amount of room. Like everybody had room like except uh, I slept on the couch, but <laughs> partially, partially because there wasn't enough beds, but partially because the beds were like kind of shady looking. Like it looked like the Airbnb, like the owner had not like ever cleaned the sheets there. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit. I washed a couple pillowcases that were on one of the beds with a, uh, with some laundry that I did from my mosh pit outfit because it's always sweaty and like super swampy and gross because I sweat so much as that character because it's so <laughs> it's so high energy. I'm constantly moving and dancing and uh, shaking my belly around for that show. So I washed some pillowcases and then I waited for that to be done and then I went to sleep on the couch and I got a good night of sleep. And then from there, we went to Connecticut and it took us six hours to get to this casino gig at Comics at Mohican Sun on Thursday in Connecticut. And it was it was up there. We got we, they put us up in a nice hotel. Uh the money was, you know, uh not gonna get into that. It was it was more of those uh you do it for the experience kind of thing. Uh but uh it was fun. Uh, we're appreciative for the stage time. It was an interesting show, though. The the So the band played up. Uh, it was me and two other comics that were on the show. And each comic did 30 minutes, which was it's kind of unconventional for a show, like three comics doing 30 minutes. But I closed it out. I did 30 minutes. It was so fun, man. I rarely get to do that much time while I'm in L.A. I, whenever I, I feature uh, on the road, I'll do that much time. And it's always so much fun. You just have so much time to because stretch and unwind and relax and just do whatever you want to do and the pacing and everything it's a great experience and then we then me and the band we we jammed in the uh the lounge of the casino for like a couple hours it was it was just i played sax and i was just jamming with with the band uh on some songs that were rehearsed and other songs we were just literally playing like bluesy kind of jam music and that was that was actually that was one of my highlights of the trip as as uh, simple as that sounds it was just such a good time and so simple and and there's just like a, a handful of people in the casino lounge were having a good time listening to it we did that and then we went to sleep and then we freaking the next day had to drive back to new york to rehearse at the gramercy theater we'd do sound check and all that stuff we'd be there by noon uh, so we got there by like 11 30 checked in and started basically rehearsing with uh with with everybody that was going to be on the show that night. First uh Elijah Schlesinger came by, then Big J Okerson, then Mateo Lane, then Bill Burr. Uh Hannibal wasn't able to, Hannibal Burris wasn't able to come by and rehearse. But uh everybody else was able to rehearse and I was able to run my song actually too uh, at the end of the rehearsal for uh to make sure it was it was nice and and clean and sounded good for for DC on Monday. And then 
we rehearsed, uh, and after that, Avery Pearson was in town. Love that guy. I I have uh, uh, there's a lot of good things that are are coming for that dude. He uh, he's such a hard worker and such a good friend, and he's just so uh, he's such a positive energy and positive force in the stand-up scene. He's another guy. If you don't know who Avery Pearson is, he plays a uh, piano uh, occasionally on the goddamn Comedy Jam. And uh, we also do Midnight Snack at the Improv every Saturday at midnight. And uh, I'll host uh, the Improv open mic with him occasionally at the Comedy Store. He'll be on the keys and uh, or at the Improv uh, mic. And uh, he's, just a, he's just a great dude. He's one of those people... He's got like a sketch and improv background, so he not only plays keys, he's just great at chiming in and knowing when to to do bits with you or help you out. You always have somebody in the corner that you can go to. Is like it's like a great safety net if you if you're not feeling the audience or whatever. You have somebody else to talk to, and he's he's great at improv and characters and stuff like that. So he knows how to keep the momentum going, the energy up and positive in a room. So it's always super fun playing with them. So Avery, Josh and I, we got lunch. Then we went back to uh, Avery's hotel. We crashed um, at his place for like uh, an hour or two, then showered and stuff before we uh, went back to actually do the jam at the Gramercy Theater. And we found out about the Paris stuff that happened, which is super unfortunate. Uh, all uh you know uh my thoughts go out to all the the families uh, and friends that were affected uh by that tragedy that that's horrible and jo- josh uh, uh it was his birthday at midnight and that was just like another thing for him to worry about before <laughs> the show like uh make sure the comedians are on time like the paris thing happened that that stressed him out it was like this he's like Dude, all this stuff is happening on my on like on my birthday and on the show. It's crazy. This is like like all this. <laughs> it's just it's it's Josh always like stresses, but in a good way before shows. He's all like he just wants it to be perfect, which I can relate to and and respect. But we get to the Gramercy Theater. It's freaking sold out. It's like it's originally we sold it out at four hundred tickets. That wasn't enough. They let out. They they removed all the bottom floor uh, seats and made it standing room. Then they pushed it to sold out at six hundred, and then it like went up to six hundred and fifty. They crammed that in there. So there's after it's all said and done. After there was like people standing there, there's probably between six fifty and seven hundred people crammed into the Gramercy Theater, and it was such an electric show. From the very beginning, I went out there. I started hyping them up getting them going and uh i brought out the band and we started off the show with uh that and the whole audience joined in the band's getting into it i'm singing i'm jumping around then i bring out josh we all start singing shout tears for fears we're just like going crazy the audience is into it and the show's off to a great start. Josh does some time up front, then brings out Mateo Lane, first comedian on the bill. And he crushes Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. People loved it. Uh, Melissa V. Senor had done it uh, in Hollywood. And she had done amazing. And it was, it was really cool to see his version of, of that song. 
And then Big Jay Okerson went out there, Say It Ain't So. Weezer, oh, come on, man. That song's so great. The audience freaking loved that. I felt like a little bit of a disconnect in the theater setting as my character because I always run around the audience hyping people up, getting people out of seats, making sure they're singing along, having a good time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna free- I don't care. This is a giant theater. I'm going to freaking go out there in the masses and start yelling at people and getting people out of their seats so they are in on the show and they're a part of it. So I ran around the entire freaking venue, all around 650 people, getting them up, getting them into it. It was so funny. Uh, people, one person started, uh, they asked to take a picture, and I did real quick. And then, like, multiple other people were like, hey, Moshpit, come over here take a picture. I was like, uh-oh, uh, let's do this after the show. Because they were like, <laughs> the flashes and stuff were going off. And I was like, no, that, that Keep singing. Have a good time. We'll, we'll we'll do this after the show. But it was just funny that people wanted to take pictures with a character that they were just introduced to on a show. They have no idea who I am, but they want a picture with this ridiculous guy who's in this this green denim jacket, leather pants, chain, and a pink leopard print bandana that's hanging around his head. The rest of the show goes great. I played saxophone on, on Crying for Eliza Schlesinger and... Uh, I was happy that I was able to play sax for that show. I always love whenever I'm able to incorporate my saxophone into the show. It's so so much fun. Whenever I played uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, I played Turn the Page with David Koechner. And it's that. Like, that was like an epic moment. That that was probably one of the more epic moments of uh, whenever I played sax for the goddamn comedy jam. But anyway, back to the New York show. Burr closed it out. Hannibal had a great set. Eliza had a great set. Uh, Hannibal mumbled through Benny and the Jets, which is pretty funny. Burr played drums on Paradise City, and that was awesome. He's a great drummer. And, was, and people freaking flipped out for Bill Burr. I kind of always forget, just because... Uh, I'm exposed to so many huge comedians all the time. I sometimes forget how big some of these comedians are that I see in L.A. all the time. I'm spoiled. I get to see these guys all the time at the comedy store and the improv. You get spoiled. You don't You don't even realize how big they are. And then, whenever they're announcing this, you know, 650 people in front of a theater, people were going nuts, and I was like, oh, okay. There it is. He had a great set, and then we all closed it with, uh, hey, Jude, Jeff Ross stopped by and Wayne Fetterman and they sang the finale with us. It was so cool. It's such like just one of those fun nights. We went to a quick after party and then we went to this, this diner, Veselka. Got pierogies. Oh my goodness. So freaking good. Just delicious. Go to Veselka. If you're in New York, you've ever never been there. Or if you're there, just go there. It's an amazing diner. It's open twenty four hours. If I end up becoming Vicoso, I will be going to that place a lot. That might be my new can't. That's like my the, my canters of the East Coast. It was it was pretty awesome. The next day, I uh, I sleep at uh, at Avery's hotel. He let me crash there. I was exhausted. We uh, we grab some pizza, and then uh, Avery has to fly out to go to a wedding in Montreal. So. Me, Josh, and the band, we go to Madison Square Garden. 
and probably wondering, why are you going there? It's the middle of the day. You just had lunch. This is what happened, which is freaking amazing. It's still a surreal experience that happened. Bill Burr invited Josh and the band to just come jam with him in an empty Madison Square Garden for a couple hours before his show. Before his sold-out show at Madison Square Garden. He asked us to, to just come and jam with him. He said he rented gear, drum kit, and he knew that we already had our instruments from the other show. He told us to come by. And we did. And we played for like probably like an hour and a half or something. Hour and a half, two hours maybe. Maybe even that long. It was so freaking fun. I brought my sax. <laughs> so funny. They were playing all these classic rock songs. The saxophone was so out of place. But I just loved being a part of it. I played sax on Highway to Hell. That's how <laughs> I forced my way into being able to use the saxophone. And then on some other songs, uh, his custard pie I played sax on. Anyway, it's kind of ridiculous, but I made it I made it work. And then I also had a mic, so I sang with Josh on some of the songs. I sang Foo Fighters, Guns N' Roses, Bon Jovi, Pantera. Dude, it was just it was freaking awesome. This is one of those things. And and the only people that that are in the audience in Madison Square Garden are Bill Burr's like agent managers, uh, like his father-in-law, his uh, I think his publicist is there, and we're just like jamming like little kids, just having having a ball, having a freaking ball. They see how much fun we're having. The crew, they start playing with the lights. Like, we're actually in concert there. They grab one of the camera guys. He starts putting us on the Jumbotron. And it was just so surreal. It was an empty Madison Square Garden, but we we freaking rocked it. <laughs> like, it was full. So fun. And Bill was so nice to all of us. Like, uh, before, after, during. He's just such a good, genuine dude. He's one of those guys that are, uh, you know, he's he's paid his dues and he had to work for it, and he gets it. He he like gets, he just gets it, man. It's it. He he just made it so fun for everybody. Like he let his agent like hop on guitar because he knew that it'd be fun. He didn't have to do that. He could have just like kept it with us. Uh, ben Bailey was also there. If you don't know him, he's the host of. Uh, he used to be the host of Cash Cab. He's done Midnight Snack a couple times. It was cool. Uh, see him, hang with him. And Josh and I were booked to do some shows in Long Island City later that night. And Burr offered us to hang out backstage and come to his show at Madison Square Garden later that night. And Josh and I both reached out to the booker and were like, hey, we're really sorry, but we got to see Burr at, at the garden. We just, this is like, maybe, you know, it could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You never know. And it's his first time doing Madison Square Garden. So as far as like comedy history goes, I know that sounds cheesy, but that's like a moment in comedy history. Like because Burr is going to go down as as one of the greatest comics of our time. That's just like factual. He's doing so many cool things. So we went. We uh, 
They ate food at a Chevy's, and I was like, I'm not eating at Chevy's. I'm guessing they're going to have great food in the green room. I held out. Your boy was right. They had freaking dope food in the green room, and I went to town. I did not hold back at all. It was great. And it was such a cool experience to be hanging out backstage. And for me, just as a comedian, I've seen Bill Burr do comedy now. Uh, and some of the bits that he did at the Garden, I've seen him do at the comedy store, in a club, in the club setting. And then I've seen, seen him do some of that material in a theater setting in Montreal as part of the Just for Last Festival. And then I saw him doing it in a giant amphitheater in the Garden, same material. So fascinating to see how he had tightened that material over time, how it had evolved, and what the response was like. It was fascinating just to see that process and just kind of feel like I was a part of it, like uh, as a, you know, a viewer on the outside looking in. And he was super nice. Like after the show, he had all these people like swarming his green room. We stayed outside. We knew that he was being swarmed because he killed. He had a great set. Paul Verzi and uh, and Joe DeRosa, they opened for him. They, they had great sets, too. It was so cool to see those guys open in that setting for them. 15,000 people. Wow. Pretty crazy to see 15 people in the audience when we were jamming with them earlier in the day, and then to see 15,000 people. It was nuts. The people were swarming his green room. We stayed outside. We knew he, he was super busy. He made time to come out and hang out with us and talk to us and just say again how much fun he had earlier in the day. Just a just just a great guy. It was it was so cool. Justin Long, the uh, uh comedic actor or just actor, he's been in uh I think he was in Drag Me to Hell too. Uh there's like celebrities hanging out backstage that are just wanting to say hey and tell Bill that he had a good set and it's cool, man. Like uh, he's gonna do a special, I guess, uh, later, uh, uh, like early next year, and then he's gonna put that performance from Madison Square Garden on uh, on vinyl. So just to document it, so people can can check that out. So that whole experience, I mean, that was, and then after that, we went to like uh, his after party. We uh, saw some cool people there. Uh, fellow comedians, always good to see Ian Edwards. He always gives me crap. <laughs> Love that dude. And then jo- uh, Josh and I went to go hang out at the stand, and they're like, do you want to go up? And they put both of us up after after that amazing night. We just like walked in, and they're like, you guys want to go up? And I was like, this would be cool if eventually in my career, if if that's how it's like <laughs> whenever I go like late night to clubs or whatever. Like, hey, Jeremiah, you want to go up? I'm like, absolutely. So that was, it was cool, man. That was just, that was like one of those magical days where it was just like, man, I cannot believe. Like, I'm just, I'm just a guy from Kansas. Like, that's whenever it becomes super surreal. It's like, dude, how far away and removed I was from this. Over six years ago. I've been in L.A. a little over six years. And just, dude, backstage at Madison Square Garden, jamming with one of my favorite comedians during the day. So freaking fun. All right, I'll stop. 
talking about it. It was just a very special, well, one of those very special uh, memories that I will always uh, hold hold close. Sunday we we went to Josh Edermeyer's mom's house, Sharon's Sharon's house, and she cooked for us, gave us beds to sleep in, and we all needed it. Me, Josh, the band, Nick, Joel, Jay. We all drove. We actually all really we all get along well, which is which is good. That's nice whenever you're doing tours with people, whenever people aren't getting on your nerves and stuff like that. We all got along really well. And we went to fix us this amazing shrimp scampi pasta that only like a mom can make, you know? That kind of food where you're just like you have good food while while you're while you're out and about at restaurants and stuff like that, but there's just something about a mom's cooking, man. It's just so good that cannot be reproduced in a kitchen at a restaurant. It's just impossible. So we had that, and that was phenomenal. And then we just we just like watched Jackass two and other movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, super random movies. We just chilled and relaxed and kind of reflected on what had just happened, and we just like got a good night of sleep. It was like a solid night of sleep with no interruptions. And then his mom fixes breakfast in the morning. I mean, how much better does it get? Beds, hot showers, dinner, breakfast. It was really touching. Before before Josh left, she uh, she started tearing up. and She said, uh, I always hate it when you leave. Reminded me of my mom. And uh, very sweet. That was a very, very touching moment for uh, for all of us guys. We saw that and we're like, ah, oh, remind us of our moms. My mom, I told her that that uh, that Josh's mom took care of us, and and she, you know, she's like, anytime Josh is in, he's in the Midwest. Yep, he has a bed. And I'll cook for him. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's what moms do. That's amazing. We went later. Uh, in the day. Oh, by the way, whenever, <laughs> whenever Josh got out of the shower, he walked down into the kitchen completely naked to get coffee in front of his mom, and her reaction was so priceless. Josh, you've pulled a lot of stunts in your day, but this tops it all. What are you doing? He's like, Mom, you birthed me. Come on, there's nothing you ain't ain't seen before. Josh, this is just disrespectful. I cook you bread. You you come down here naked. You pulled a lot of stunts, but this is ridiculous. So funny. And I was laughing so hard. And she was like, this isn't funny. And I had to like control my laughter like a little girl. So funny. Josh is crazy. I love him. So final show. We drive back to D.C. And had a couple buddies come out, actually. Shout out to you. Joey Mandrell and Mason Haggerty come to check out the show. And I got to do Mosh Pit. I did Mosh Pit during the beginning, and then I closed it out again uh, as myself with stand-up and little JT. And it was it was awesome, man. It was interesting, though, because it was a lot of people that Josh grew up with, so it wasn't a normal stand-up show. Like, it felt... It didn't feel like too inside, but it definitely like the energy was definitely different in the room. And Josh freaking murdered. I was really happy for him. He freaking just crushed it, man. 
It was just like a great, great time. I know I keep saying that. I keep saying it was so great. It was so fun. It was one of those trips. That this, it surprisingly, it went really smooth. And the the night before we uh, we rolled out, uh, in uh, to go back to uh, his mom's place. Uh, Jeff Russell, let me stay at his place again, which I'm super grateful. Thank you, Jeff, for letting me uh, crash at your place. But the, a- after the the DC show, Josh is like saying what's up to all his his friends. There's people who Josh went to kindergarten with that I was talking to. So like, yeah, I went to kindergarten with Josh. Want to come check out the show? I've been seeing all the posts and how well it's doing. I was like, that's so cool. This town like coming together. <laughs> come see J Mo. And then we stayed up. We went to this place called The Diner in D.C. We just stayed up, and then they dropped me off at the Reagan Airport. And then I slept for like an hour at the airport and then boarded the plane, and then I was back in L.A. I slept for, uh, there's a little bit of a layover. I had to switch planes in Dallas and then fly back. But then... I just slept all together for like six hours on the plane. I was exhausted. Then my buddy Jeff Amaral picked me up. And we caught up. That was cool on the way back. And then I saw my beautiful girlfriend, Maya. I walked in. It was so good to see her. Missed her on on this trip. And we ate lunch. Got to spend some time with her. That was great. And then uh, then she had to go to work. Uh, I took a nap. Before uh, I went and did Todd Glass's podcast, so I just, <laughs> I just like kept it going. I was so tired, but I went to and did his podcast, and I was there for like four hours. And Todd Glass, dude, he's he's one of those people. I'm I'm so happy that I just know he's just so, he's so fun to riff with and hang out with. He's just one of those guys who's like, he's a bit machine. There's a, a bit is always going on. And I freaking love that. And we hit it off well because anything he throws at me, I'll just I'll just go along with a bit and just commit a thousand percent and go along with whatever he throws at me. So we always have fun just joking around and just doing bits and riffing. We did it for so we just did it for like a few hours on his podcast. He he's having to cut the episode into two different episodes because I stayed for so long. <laughs> and that was and then right after that I go to Roast Battle at the comedy store and do the wave. With Will, with Willie Hunter, and Haiti, and Jerron Horton, and I'll tell you what. After that, I was so exhausted. I was already exhausted, but by the end of that, I was like, "Man, I have got to get some serious sleep tomorrow. This is, this is nuts." So all in all, it was an incredible week, incredible East Coast tour. Shout out to everybody who made it possible. Thank you, Nat Goldberg, one of the producers of uh, the Goddamn Comedy Jam, for all your help organizing stuff. Shout out to Josh Adam Myers, Avery Pearson, Jay Golden, Nick Libertor, Joel Rakowski, my producer and friend Brian Woods of Stand Up on the Spot, being a great travel buddy and a great producer of my show, Amy Hawthorne, Casey Balsham, Robbie Slowick, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for making uh, this last week uh, one that I'll definitely uh, remember forever. And uh, thank you, everybody, who's listening to this, who's letting me just 
really just tell you about my last week and just kind of ramble and and rant and and storytell about uh, this last week because it was one of those weeks that was just very special to me and uh, a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to The Building Years, guys. My name is Jeremiah Watkins. Check me out on Twitter, Instagram, at Jeremiah Standup. My website is jeremiahwatkins.tv. Uh, got some upcoming stuff that's cool. Uh, I'm excited to share with you guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, they, they go through. We've got some, uh, some cool announcements coming up with the jam. And uh, let you know about upcoming shows and stuff soon. I'm on Good Heroin this weekend. Dave Ross and uh, Matt Ingebrigtsen show in Echo Park. Looking forward to that. And uh, Midnight Snack, as always, every uh, Saturday midnight at the improv thank you guys so much for listening we love you Justin and i will be back to podcasting together very soon we'll get some more guests going and i hope you have a freaking amazing great day a couple more things that i'd like to throw out avery pearson let me crash at his hotel caitlin bailey let me uh crash at her <laughs> pad in, in uh, new york for a few hours Ed Larson, show me around New York, grabbing a slice pizza. Nori Davis for that ride to Philly. Josh Adam Myers, of course, from the goddamn Comedy Jam. And the man, Bill Burr. Thanks, everybody. Had a great time.